All views and opinions expressed in this podcast may lead to learning. All information provided is for educational and developmental purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for a growth mindset. Before taking action, please consult your motivation. Welcome to Learn Your English Podcast, brought to you by Learn Your English. So I'm a new immigrant to Canada with two children, and I'm trying to get a job, but I'm doing unit one, which is talking about trends in tourism in Africa, right? Like there's no connection to, to my life or to my, my own needs. So I guess the question is, if it's not textbook, Leo, then, then what, what is it? Well, it's the membership, I would say. And I think what we what we were trying to achieve with the membership, Mike, is we really want to provide our learners, our members with authentic listening, authentic readings, good models of the language, models that we were not designed for language learners, but models of what is um, a proper email, models of what is a proper conversation between two people. Hey everyone, my name is Maurice and I'm from Ivory Coast. You're listening to the Teacher Talking Time to Learn Your English podcast. Coucou tout le monde, je m'appelle Maurice et je viens de Côte d'Ivoire. Vous écoutez the Teacher Talking Time to Learn Your English podcast. Amusez-vous bien? Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cult of Learning podcast. Mike here with Leo. Leo, how's it going? Good, man. Good, Mike. How's it going there? Pretty good. I'm self-isolated. I'm oh. uh, practicing social distance or physical distance. Which one do you prefer, Leo? Physical it's, distance, social distance? I Well, I don't like the idea of social distancing because I think it, as we talked about this, I think it implies um, isolation, like basically being by yourself, lonely, and I think the idea of physical distancing, I think, would apply. As a matter of fact, Mike, um, there's a, I was paying attention to this. I actually was reading a blog post by uh, a colleague of ours, um, also named Leo. I'm talking oh. about Corona lingo, man. There's a lot corona of- Corona lingo? Corona lingo. There's a lot of new language that has emerged as a result of this coronavirus. For example, um, self-isolation, right? Okay. Or, or mm-hmm. home quarantine. Right. Um, also, the word unprecedented. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's unprecedented the amount of times I have heard the word unprecedented, right? Yes. Normally yeah. with unprecedented time, right? Yes. Unprecedented rise in the number of cases. Not to mention, Mike, one of the most important words for us, which is distance learning, right? That's right. The idea yes, of yes. Online, online learning. But, Mike, we're not here today to talk about the coronavirus. Well, why are, why are we here? I thought that we were going to talk a little bit about some of the myths around the coronavirus, like wearing masks or vitamin C intake or something like that. The yeah. unprecedented mm. uh, challenge that this is now providing. Um, yeah, I mean, we could, uh, but I think we're here to actually, the episode will probably focus more 
on debunking myths about language learning. And I would Ooh, I like that on, word. I like that yeah, word. Is debunking. that like dispelling or mm -hmm. is it different or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very much like the word that we use in the first episode, dispelling the myths, debunking right, yeah, yeah. the myths, right? Um, we, I mean, we've talked about this in our lives on Instagram. We've been talking about this in our Zoom webinars. But we believe as a company and as educators, we believe that there are a couple, maybe three that we're going to be talking about today. Three myths that might be holding students, learners back, right? Oh, oh okay then. So in this case, you'd see them as negative things. These are not positive myths. These are bad myths that are kind of perhaps lurking in our students' minds, like the virus is currently lurking around us, yes. right? So yes. what other kind of things, uh, that's a good word, actually. What other kind lurk. of things lurk? Well, well, you could say, for example, um, shadows. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, and that also has that kind of negative feeling to it, mm -hmm. doesn't it? Right? It's, yeah, because when you think about the word lurk, when somebody is lurking, lurking in or lurking behind or, lur or lurking around, always with a preposition, which indicates some sort of movement, right? You're waiting mm -hmm. somewhere quietly, secretly. And as you said, Mike, usually because you're going to do something not good, but something wrong. <laughs> so so what we're saying is we're looking at debunking some myths that we think are holding our students back yes so okay. with this in mind we thought everyone that we we could talk about some of the most common learning myths of of the 21st century and these are probably myths that have been around for a very long time and we're going to take a look at them and why mike they don't hold water Ooh. Another good expression yeah, there. That's a great expression. That's a great expression. You know what? I, I, I oh. just thought of something. Because these myths are kind of like stories. And every time I'm, I'm late getting home at night, my partner always asks me why I'm late. And then I give her the reason, which is actually not true. Um, and, uh, and of course, she just doesn't believe me because she thinks that story doesn't hold weight. That's a really yes. good expression. Mm -hmm. So it's it it. I guess what you're saying is that there's there's no there's no substance or no truth. Yeah. To to this, yes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of arguments don't hold water. A lot of theories don't hold water. A lot of arguments don't hold. They may seem logical, but they don't hold water. And I think in our case today, we're going to look at three myths that, even though they might seem logical, they have been lurking around for a long time. In our opinion, they just don't hold water. And as you said, Mike, they are holding people back. Instead of becoming better language learners or better learners in general, I, we feel that these myths, they are in a way preventing or preventing our students from becoming better language learners, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because with, um, by putting your, your blind faith in these beliefs, you're actually maybe being less efficient with mm -hmm. your learning, I would argue. So, okay. Mike, are you ready? So for let's the look first at the myth. first myth that doesn't hold water. Right. So, myth number one we can only learn in the classroom. Mike, what do you think about this? Oh, I, I would say that this is a great example of a myth that doesn't hold water. Um, I, I know where this comes from, though, right? Because mm. this comes from the idea that, and we talked a lot about this, that, that 
by going to school, I'm going to get this knowledge kind of given to me. Mm-hmm. And by simply being in the classroom, I'm going to become an expert and I'm going to be able to improve. And I, I always think back, and, and the reason I personally think this is a myth is I think back to my own childhood and, and, and my own reasons for learning at different ages of my life, right? So when I was a child, I was trying to fit into my world and my world was my family, my mom, my dad, and learning to follow them and so that I could become a, a good son. Um, and then when I went to school, that kind of all changed. I wasn't really trying to fit in. I was more kind of chasing grades and chasing mm-hmm. promotion and chasing the next level. And, and I think back to like my language learning as an adult. And I, I think when I was most successful, and I think when my, my other friends and peers were most successful with their learning was not through the chasing of one level to the next level to the next level, this endless mm-hmm. pursuit or chasing of levels. It was when I found a purpose or a reason to learn the language and put myself in those situations to practice. So for example, I'm a huge soccer fan. I really, when I lived in Japan, I really wanted to talk about soccer with other Japanese people because I would go to the sports bar and I couldn't talk to anyone about the matches. Right. So I, I wasn't learning about football, soccer at, in class, Leo. Right? What were you I couldn't about? get that. I was learning about the past tense and mm. the present perfect, right? So I reflected on my purpose for learning English or learning Japanese. And I thought of ways or places or other, other strategies I could use to help me do that. And really, I think I learned more English going to a bar and making friends with similar interests than I did going to my language class and learning about past tense and how to change the ending of verbs. Right. Because that's what you were saying um, when you actually start talking about your experiences that when we go to school, knowledge is given to us, right? We're packaging all this information. So uh, today I'm going to give you the simple past. Tomorrow I'm going to give you the present perfect. Next week I'm giving you the present continuous, but we're not really, as you said, we're not really learning anything for the purpose that we actually have when it comes to learning the language, right? Like you don't really know, like you want to learn how to talk about football. You're not going to learn how to do that in a class with 20 other students who all have completely different purposes, correct? That's right. Yeah. And, and, and even still, I'm not saying it's bad to learn how to use the present perfect or past, past tense, but there's no connection between what's done in the classroom Mm -hmm. and my real life or my own situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, signing up for a class for the sake of signing up for a class is, is going through the motions. Do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. doing it for the only purpose of just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I think that the reason going to, you have to go to school to learn a language is a myth is because again, what we learn in school oftentimes is given to us. It's not related to our lifestyles. So that's why I think that we we can offer something different. What can we offer then? Because Mike, before you say what we can offer is it's what you're saying, right? Language schools, they, 
in a way they don't promote the kind of learning that will reflect our own conception of what we want, of the vision that we have for learning that specific language, for the goal that we have clearly imagined, right? Can As I you give said, you an example of that? Mm, yeah. No, because that's just, and sorry to interrupt, but when, as you were speaking there, I, I was just remembering back to my Japanese language class, mm. and we would always kind of have these tests at the end of each level. And I would do well on the tests, but I never felt like I was getting better. Right. I wasn't really performing. So, so I think I was actually, in terms of the, the class, I, I wasn't really learning how mm. to learn. I wasn't learning. Is this what you're getting at? I yeah. wasn't learning how to learn outside of the classroom. I was just learning how to reuse what they've wanted me to say. Well, it goes back to the myth, right? That we can only learn in the classroom. I think there, I mean, with the internet, we have so much out there, but most people don't know how to actually use the knowledge that is out there to improve their language skills. Like you said, we learn to pass a test. We learn to get to the next level. But what happens when we get to the next level? Are we done? Are we done when we finish the advanced class? Are we done when we finish level eight, level nine, level 12, whatever level that is? That's right? a great point. I've never been asked when I enter a new level, I've never been asked, okay, let's start by looking at what you learned in the last level, previous right. level. Yeah. Right? They never start that way. They never ask us to reflect. They just move on. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's, and as you said, cramming, going. like this idea of memorizing information, cramming information um, to prepare for the test. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to be tested on the present perfect. So I have to practice the present perfect. So cramming doesn't really give you, doesn't give the brain um, enough time to actually process all the information that you have acquired. And as you said, Mike, and we've, we were going to be talking a lot about this, making those, connecting the dots. We're just collecting all these dots. We're collecting knowledge. We're collecting present perfect. We're collecting simple past, but we're not making the critical connections, which is what I call connecting the dots that is required for us to use this information from memory later, right? It sounds like in school and in class, we're focusing on the what, we're not focusing on the how. Yes. So, so what do we recommend then? So I think what we recommend is that we sh we, people need to learn how to learn. The classroom is not a place for you to learn as much. And I, as a matter of fact, I would argue, Mike, that most schools should end at a certain level, maybe students get to like an intermediate level. And then from intermediate to advanced is basically showing them how they could actually learn English based on their needs. So for example, things like how to learn vocabulary by yourself, how yes. to deal with a reading by yourself, how, how to, to look at a, how to analyze uh, um, an email uh, uh, or a business report and then write your own business report. Because if you know how to analyze a piece of writing, then you can recreate that same piece of writing. And I think that it's interesting because, you know, we have our student membership as part of Learn Your English. And I think that is a big change for many of our members because they're used to being in class mm -hmm. where they're told what, right? They're told mm -hmm. the grammar tense and yeah. they're told how to practice it, right? But as you said, the membership is getting away from that, right? It's giving our members opportunities to build those skills mm -hmm. like as you said how to analyze or 
or read through an email, but then notice the parts that you can use in your own email writing right. as one example. Well, uh, I think in the next episode, I think we're going to take a short little break, but in our next segment, we will look at myth number two. No teasers, Leo? Are we going to well, give a teaser? Before we take a, before we take a quick break, uh, let's give everyone a reflection um, activity. Oh, good so idea. Perhaps what you could do right now is think back to your own experience in general. Have you ever been in a class that reviewed or linked material to the last level you just finished? For example, when you moved to level four, did the class look back at everything that you've learned in level three? Did you reuse some of the things that you learned in level three? If you're an intermediate class, did the pre-intermediate class, uh, was some of the pre-intermediate material reviewed in your intermediate class? So that's something for everyone to think about now. So let's take a short break and we'll be right back. I studied English in a classroom for years, but felt I was not improving and not having fun either. I did not know how to learn a language. Then I found the Learn Your English online membership. My name is Victor and I am an LYE member. This membership is for people who are passionate about learning English in their own way. These are not classes. This is learning outside of the classroom. We learn by participating in activities just for us, effective and fun. What is included? Podcasts, reading clubs, meaningful conversations, language challenges and much much more the special thing about the community is that the teachers will do anything they can to find the best way for you to learn in my case it has been through philosophy psychology and life in general from readings and podcasts to meaningful conversations head over to the learn your english website for all the details that is learnyourenglish.com ready to take control of your learning join me today in the learn your english student community hey out there i'm rocio from el salvador This is Teacher Talking Time, the Learn Your English podcast. Hola, soy Rocío de El Salvador. Estás escuchando Teacher Talking Time, el programa para que aprendas tu inglés. All right, everyone. Welcome back. And we are talking about, we are debunking, actually. Mm -hmm. We are debunking some myths about learning. And uh, we talked a little bit about the first myth. And the first myth was that we can only learn in the classroom. So now, Leo, let's move on to the second myth. Mm -hmm. um, what is the second myth? Well, the second myth that we're going to um, debunk here today or dispel is the myth that we can only learn a language from a textbook. Right, right, right. What do you think about that? Well, I, I, I think it's, it's a very prominent myth right? I, I think that there are a lot of people, even in courses where that I've taught, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the students, the first question is, what's the textbook, right? Mm. And I think that, that there is a real kind of need or desire to have that learning tool or learning aid um, to help support your learning. Now, yeah. I'm not convinced that we can only learn from a textbook. I think that there are probably other ways This is learn. something, this is something, Mike, that is so deeply ingrained in students, in the students' minds that they, wh wh what's the textbook? Oh, do we have to buy the textbook? What is the textbook? The teacher is, is not using, and sometimes what happens is the students are required to purchase a textbook, but the teachers don't use the textbook. 
Well, right? the funny thing is, Leo, is, is we have, you talked about this in the first segment, we have 20 students who have a variety of different needs and interests. How do they even choose the textbook? What right. is it based on? Yeah. Is it based on these individual language points? And how do we know that those are all language points that each person in the class needs to know? Yeah. It's not a very personal approach for something that needs to be personal. Yes. Right? We all learn a language for very personal reasons. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the idea that there's this perfect textbook, one size fits all textbook out there is, is not true. It's, I would say, ludicrous. But here's the thing I was going to say. Um, do you remember we had this conversation with one of our members, and I think he's from Mexico, and we eventually found out that the textbook that he's using in Mexico is the same textbook that a school in Canada is using. But it's funny because Mexico, they don't speak English as a, as a, as a second language or as a first language. It's, English is a foreign language, whereas here in Canada, it is the first language. So you're using a textbook the same textbook in two completely different contexts. So I'm a new immigrant to Canada with two children and I'm trying to get a job, but I'm doing unit one, which is talking about trends in tourism in Africa, right? Like there's yes. no connection to, to my life or to my, my own needs that's right? the first problem the second problem mike is a lot of the listening in textbooks a lot of the conversations that actually occur in textbooks are not authentic they are scripted it's usually the what i call the how was your weekend type of uh, conversation hello john hi bob how are you i'm fine thanks and you i'm good thanks how was your weekend it was great that's it but that's not really it doesn't really capture the spontaneity of spoken interaction, for example. You're right. And it also limits the teacher, right? Because a lot mm. of teachers feel, as you said, feel obligated to use the entire book or to mm -hmm. follow the book in sequence. So it actually takes away from their originality as well yes. in terms of what they can do. So, so I guess the question is, if it's not textbook, Leo, then, then what, what is it? Well, it's the membership, I would say. And I think what we, what we were trying to achieve with the membership, Mike, is we really want to provide our learners, our members, with authentic listening, authentic readings, good models of the language, models that we were not designed for language learners, but models of what is um, a proper email, models of what is a proper conversation between two people. And this is why we have... What do we have? We have the podcast for authentic listening. What else do we have? We have the newsletter, right. which is, again, a researched piece of writing that, that is using, of course, everyday English as well. And learners, actually, our members could write to our newsletter. I think well, that's the important thing. We want them to write for the newsletter. Yeah. So that's, that's So this is something we should talk point. about, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, for example, if you are, um, as you said, if you are trying to learn English and you want to become a news reporter, you could actually write a piece about your favorite football team. That way you are learning the language to do something more authentic with the language. One of the things that I'm encouraging a lot of our students to do, Mike, with Learn Your English is, for example, I'm teaching a business student. What I'm asking her to do once a week is write a short article on LinkedIn based on your 
career, based on your field, because then Excellent. you have accountability. You have the stakes are high, right? So she really has to, to, to produce something as opposed to what about your weekend? <laughs> With like, no models. And I think what we're getting at is that models are not only in textbooks, models are everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when I wanted to learn how to, um, you know, I also like football. I like, I also, I like football, but I also like cooking. And when, you know, a lot of people connect over cooking. So, so I need to know how to give a recipe in and explain a recipe in mm -hmm. Japanese. So the only way to do that is to actually get a Japanese cookbook, go through and then analyze it. So again, with the membership, we're looking at teaching people and our members how to, again, recognize important language, recognize important patterns, recognize important features mm -hmm. of the different models that are out there, like restaurant reviews, recipes, emails, business letters, and so on. So it's more getting at the how. Yeah. Well, not only that, Mike. Um, so they're having, they're going to be having authentic listening, authentic reading. They're going to have models. So there's a lot of reading. Um, we have a book club. So once a month, our members are going to get together reading an authentic book or an authentic chapter of a book. And they're going to come together and talk. Everyone is going to have different roles, which is something very important because if you have a very specific role, then what happens is you're developing a very specific skill. For example, if you are the vocabulary uh, analyzer, for example, you're going to have to teach some words to, to that group. If you are the, the uh, group leader, for example, or the conversation leader, you have to ask clarification questions. You have to ask probing questions. You have to ask questions about their reasons, their evidence, right? And we have a speaking club. So you have lessons spread out through in the membership with lots of opportunities for you to read, for you to write, for you to listen, for you to engage, and for you to be active, basically. Absolutely. And I think that engaging one is quite important. That's the whole reason for the membership. It's one thing to be studying in Mexico with other Mexicans. It's a whole other thing to be a member of the Learn Your English student membership and be practicing and making connections with people all over the world in English, right? So uh, again, no, you do not need a textbook. You, you basically need lots of models and the way to and, and learn how to use those models to fulfill your purpose in the language. And that's it. So that's myth number two, debunked. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back for the third myth. Are you back at school and feeling a little out of shape with your writing? Do you have to write long, complex essays for your program? Are you not sure how to navigate your research and referencing appropriately? The Learn Your English Student Success Series might be for you. We combine face-to-face -face classes with online instruction and office hours to make sure you have the most effective and personalized learning experience possible. If you want to enhance your academic writing, Learn Your English can help. For all the information and to find out about the next session, check us out online. Go to learnyourenglish.com or email us info at learnyourenglish.com. Your path to success starts now. What's up, everyone? My name is Johan, and I'm from Vietnam. You're listening to the teacher talking time. 
The Learn Your English Podcast. Xin chào tất cả các bạn. Mình là Johan và bạn đang nghe chương trình Teacher Talking Time, The Learn Your English Podcast. All right, and welcome back. If you're just joining, we are debunking myths today. Leo and I are here. We've talked about two myths, Leo. What was the first myth again? So we talked about the first myth, which was you can only learn in the classroom, and that is not true. As a matter totally of totally dispelled, the classroom is not the best place for you to learn a language. And then the second myth was we can only learn from a textbook. Well, that's just ridiculous because I mean that's just ridiculous. Um, there are lots and lots of other aspects and, and models of language input we can find in articles and videos and so on. So we do not need a textbook that was chosen by a school to learn. English. Unless the textbook is the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the world's biggest, longest textbook. That's right. That, if you learn how to use the internet as your textbook, then I think you have a chance uh, at learning this language. And the last myth, Mike, is I think my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, and we're saying this as teachers, but Leo, the, the last myth is that uh, we can only learn with a teacher. Well, I think it goes back to what we said earlier in this podcast. Students go to the classroom expecting the teacher to give them all the knowledge about the language. Here's the present perfect. Here's the simple past. Here's all of this. As a matter of fact, they're not only being given all this knowledge, but they also blame the teachers when they don't learn. This is uh, why I think you need one. You cannot use the teachers as an excuse for you not learning. As a matter of fact, Mike, a lot of the research on learning lists three essential components of learning anything. You need to be motivated, you need to use, and you need to have some sort of input. I would add more to that but let's talk about these three very quickly you need to be motivated to learn the language and that's key to anything yeah. that we do in life yeah yeah let's go through um so so motivated motivation for me so i was motivated to learn japanese so i could chat with people right. japanese people about soccer or football. right what about use okay. use well um i can tell you what i didn't use a lot of football language in the classroom uh, i didn't find a lot of football language in a textbook but um, I did um, use that by going to the pub or the right. bar and right. chatting with those other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And the input, Mike, you didn't get the, you didn't get the language from I didn't the get textbook. any language from a textbook. I didn't have a teacher come in and say, hey, folks, today we're going to talk about how to make friends by discussing football. Um, that never happened. <laughs> so where did you get figure. your input? So I got my input through those like-minded peers. I got it mm-hmm. through watching football in Japanese. I got it through reading sports articles in Japanese. I got it through sharing some beers with mm-hmm. some people who spoke Japanese. And that is exactly what we're trying to do with our membership. We're not, we're not there to be teaching you anything because a teacher is a mere facilitator. It's, a teacher is not essential for you to learn. It's desirable because he's just there to guide you. What we really want this membership to do is to foster responsibility, to foster relationships, and more importantly, for you to have ownership over your learning. I mean, I I can't do the work for you, Mike. I can't learn the language for you. You have, and as a matter of fact, languages are, we don't teach languages. We learn languages. So that's the whole point here. 
That's a great point, Leo. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. So it's not about the what, it's about the how. And really, we want you to be able to take, as Leo said, take ownership over your own learning. And we're here to guide you through that process. And I think that's the benefit of the membership. It's mm-hmm. that, that you have this knowledge and strategy that you can apply to your own situation. And through the support of other me- members, um, build your network and build opportunities to, to use and perform in the language. Before we, we, we end this podcast, Mike, I want to say that the challenge for adult educators, us, is not really to teach good lessons, I would say, is to really find ways to assist people, in this case, our students, the learners, or the members, I should say, to reach their full potential, to maximize their um, opportunities and, and to, more importantly, as you said, to accomplish their individual goals. I think that's it. And all of this has to be achieved within, as you said in the beginning when we were talking about the first myth, it has to be achieved within a social context, which is this tribe of people who have, this, who have, who have adopted this lifelong learning mindset, right? That's right. You, you, you are... What is the expression? You know, birds of a feather flock together. Flock together, right? yes. There are some other expressions about that, that you're only as good as... You're only, you, become, you become the sum of the five people you spend most of your time with. That's right. So we yeah. just want to create, as Leo said, that community of practice where we're inspiring, we're all inspiring one another. And as a reminder, I just want to let you know that you can still join. We're, we're always taking new members. So if you go to learnyourenglish.com slash memberships, you can sign up today and, and join our tribe, as Leo has mentioned. Mm-hmm. Also, remember to follow us on Twitter to stay up to date and all our other social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, to make sure that you stay up to date mm-hmm. on all of the other programs and, and courses that we are offering and please join our membership and join our network. So you can just go to the website and click join our network. That's free of charge. And then you'll be able to receive our newsletter. That's and it. of course, if you liked what you heard today, please visit Patreon, www.patreon.com and uh, maybe put a little something in our tip chair. Yeah. But we'd rather see you as a member. Yes. Yeah, Mike, I think we should, we should end our podcast with this idea. I think, the, I think if we were to summarize the membership is the membership is nothing but helping people develop autonomy and autonomy at an individual level because you're going to be working on your own thing, autonomy at the group level, autonomy at the community level, perhaps even societal level. But learning, I would say, Mike, as you said in the beginning, learning in its fullest sense is a social activity. It's not staying in the classroom, listening to someone lecturing about a grammatical point. It's the, it's the achievement or the attainment of full personal autonomy. Learning is not about being in the classroom. Learning is not about looking at a textbook. Learning happens inside and outside the classroom, and it doesn't end or start with the classroom or the textbook or the teacher. Well said. 
All right, everyone. Well, thanks again for joining, and we will see you next time on the Cult of Learning podcast. You've been listening to Teacher Talking Time, brought to you by Learn Your English. Ready to take control of your education? You're in the right place. Teaching, professional development, learning. Expand your world with Learn Your English.